The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey is a leading provider of advanced reproductive technologies, sharing its knowledge with you. It's time for Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. Polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS, is one of the most common hormonal disorders among women of reproductive age, and infertility can be one of the most common symptoms of PCOS. My guest today is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Martinez. So first, tell us what is polycystic ovary syndrome? Well, thank you for having me today. I very much appreciate it. So polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS as it's called, is a condition where your body uh, baseline has some insulin resistance, and as a result of that, it can potentially disrupt your normal menstrual periods, as well as create some other hormonal problems, um, specifically uh, increased male hormones, which can lead to some other symptoms, and um, as well as infertility in some cases. So what symptoms might a woman notice, and how early would she notice? I mean, can a young woman have polycystic ovary syndrome and not know it? What, how would we know? Yes, uh, and women of any age can, can present with this, assuming they are reproductive age. And oftentimes what happens is a, a woman will, you know, start her period, go through her you know, teenage years, and, you know, normally you have after two or three years, your cycle becomes very regular on a monthly schedule. And for many of these patients, the most common symptom and presentation may be the ir- irregular periods. So, you know, instead of getting a monthly period, they may skip one month and then get the next month, or they may even go longer without any periods and then have, you know, some abnormality with breakthrough bleeding after that. So that's one of the things that most commonly presents. Second, uh, many of these patients may actually complain of having acne, and adult acne in and of itself is not normal, so that could point you in the direction of polycystic ovary syndrome, as well as some abnormal hair growth, so male pattern hair growth on the chin, chest, abdomen, where a woman may need to shave or address any, you know, any sort of abnormal hair growth in those areas, and so those are some of the most common symptoms. And do we know what causes it? Is it hereditary? Is, is there a genetic component? Uh, the, the, the answer is it's multifactorial, as many things. It can uh, definitely run in families. Um, and, but the fundamental cause behind polycystic ovary syndrome is basically thought to be some underlying insulin resistance. So when a woman has exposure to, um, to sugars in her diet, Normally, your body will respond with making insulin, and it will take care of those sugars. The the underlying problems that are thought to result with some with uh, with um, insulin sensitivity will also uh, ultimately disrupt the signal of the brain going to the reproductive organs, the ovaries, and then after a period of time, that results in uh, having infrequent uh, menstrual periods as well as some of the other symptoms I talked about. Is it hard to diagnose? No. It's not, and I think that as infertility specialists, we've become better. Uh, we, we, we are very familiar with it, and the general the obstetrician-gynecologist has also, the awareness has gone up over the years. So if a patient presents you with these irregular cycles, difficulty getting pregnant, as well as maybe some adult acne or hair growth, uh, then that can definitely perk their ears up and point them in the right direction. 
So then where fertility is concerned, how does this affect fertility and can that be overcome? Is there treatment for it? That's a very good question. About 7 to 10% of reproductive age women will have PCOS, and as a result of that, they're trying to start their families, and they often present to us in the office. One of the things that it disrupts is the normal release of an egg from the ovary. So a couple is trying to conceive, but if the woman is not releasing the egg, then it becomes very difficult, if not impossible. So luckily, we have medicines and we have Uh, uh, treatment approaches that will actually address that and increase the chances that an egg is released. And oftentimes, they are very successful with these patients. So is that the first line of defense? Are we talking about Clomid? What are you talking about when you're talking about getting eggs to release? So the medications to release the eggs, as as many people know, it can involve oral medications such as Clomid. It can also, in some cases, involve... uh, injections of medicines, actually, um, that are stronger than the oral medications. And those are the two approaches that we use. It all depends upon the testing that the woman undergoes, her age, and the amount of ovarian reserve and how robust her ovaries are functioning for her age. And if that first line of defense medication does not work, then what's the next step? Then sometimes we have to step up to the point of looking at fertilization. So we may consider talking with the patient about in vitro fertilization. And in, in, in most cases, the issue is not necessarily getting the, uh, the PCOS patient to release an egg, but sometimes there could also be some underlying egg development issues, and that's where the in vitro fertilization, or IVF, comes into play with that. Is there any risk to the actual pregnancy itself? Does it make it more difficult to maintain a pregnancy if you have PCOS? No, overall, the, there is no evidence of any increased miscarriages with uh, this condition. Uh, mainly, it's a, a, a preconception issue. Um, it does, however, overall affect um, a woman moving forward in life. They have a higher chance of uh, developing prediabetes and ultimately diabetes. There's some evidence that they may affect uh, cardiovascular uh, disease rates. And um, so those are some things we have to counsel our patients whenever we see them in the office to kind of say, hey, you need to be plugged in with your provider. You need to get, you know, some annual exams. You need to check your sugars, you know, by a physician every few years and kind of really uh, pay attention to your menstrual frequencies. So when women have been told they have PCOS and they've got symptoms, birth control might be used as a way, as you mentioned, acne and and hair loss, one of those kinds, some of those things. If they've been on birth control, then how, how do you counsel them about the difference between actually using the birth control to control those symptoms and then being able to get pregnant? You know, yes. Un- un- unfortunately, those two are mutually exclusive. So then uh, we, we, we have to address their, their desire for conceiving at that particular time. And, you know, the, the birth control pill will actually, in many cases, one, it will regulate the, the patient's cycle. Two, it may help out with some of the elevated uh, male hormones, so the hair growth and the acne, it can help out with that. But when we want to conceive, we obviously have to take them off of those medicines. So it may be a quality of life issue, proper counseling that says, hey, you may have an increase in acne. You may have some more hair growth come back if we take out the birth control pills. But if our main goal is to try to get you to conceive at this time, then we should. this is the route we need to go. We need to stop the oral contraceptives, and then we need to 
uh, move forward with their fertility treatment. And most of the time, the patients are very receptive because their desire to have a baby outweighs some of those other issues. So in just the last few minutes, give your best advice to women and, and things that they might notice that would signal that they should get in and see somebody to be diagnosed for PCOS and what you tell them about the hope to get pregnant if they are somebody who suffers from polycystic ovary syndrome. Yes, well, one of the things is the main thing is actually to keep tabs and a record of your menstrual history. So if, if you go two or three months without a period, then for other reasons besides just the being diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, you should, you know, contact your obstetrician gynecologist and go in for a visit. Um, you would need to be evaluated, and we need to make sure, if you, as long as you're not on any medications such as oral contraceptives, that you are having regular periods for your own health. I, I counsel them that maintaining a healthy lifestyle, um, a, a, a healthy diet, keeping in tune with their own bodies if they have any of these symptoms that develop or they've plagued them throughout their life, acne, abnormal hair growth, then there's, then there's are treatments that are available. It's just oftentimes people become so used to dealing with these problems that they just consider it a way of life. But if my patients are educated, if the general obstetrician gynecologists are educated, then we can kind of have these patients, you know, uh, evaluated in the proper manner, and then we can best take care of you. And lastly, with the fertility, uh, the nice thing is, is that with polycystic ovary syndrome, you know, in many cases, we can be very successful with stimulation of the ovaries, kind of taking over the body's uh, normal process of developing eggs. And we have a good chance of actually being successful with fertility treatment. So that is a good take-home point for the patients. I don't want them to feel like they're in despair, but in many cases we can be very successful moving forward. And in just the last minute, tell us about your team at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Well, here, here at uh, Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey, we, we specialize in, in evaluation of uh, many reproductive uh, endocrinology conditions surrounding infertility and overall health. Polycystic ovary syndrome is one of them, and um, we are a full-service fertility treatment center. Uh, we offer uh, our care in a intimate uh, setting and very personalized setting. So we're here to help out patients, whether it's quality of life or you know, or whether it's for the purposes of starting their own family. We want to make ourselves available, and we hope that um, we we will um, continue to be successful with this, and we have been. Thank you so much for being with us. It's really great information. You're listening to Fertility Talk with Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. And for more information, you can go to fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.